Welcome to the Way Fellowship Church of Dallas podcast series. Please enjoy this message by our own senior pastor, Tavares Gardner. And the Bible says, Psalms 27 and 1, the Lord is my light. What is he? He's my light. So even though I'm, I'm walking in the midst of darkness, I won't stumble because the Lord is my light. Even though the world seems dark around me because Jesus is my light. He's the light of the world and he's shining in me and he's walking with me wherever I walk. Even if I walk in the midst of darkness, come on here, hallelujah, I have his light guiding me so I won't fall. The Lord is my what? My light and he saves me from destruction. He keeps me, he protects me. He's my light and he's my what? He's my salvation. He's my deliverer. Whom shall I fear? And not only whom shall I fear, what shall I fear? Come on here. Y'all ain't. I wish I had somebody to talk back to me. I wish you would holler back at your boy and say, whom or what shall I fear? No, y'all ain't saying it like you really mean it. Come on here. Whom or what shall I fear? It says, whom shall I fear or dread? These, is one of, these are one of the scriptures you're going to need to memorize when fear tries to come upon you. You've got to call. The, I'm going to give you some practical teaching today how you can apply. Because even though we cast out the spirit of fear out of you, you still, after that, that does not mean the devil is going to stop. He's going to come against you to see where you are. And one of your arsenals that you're going to have to use, one of your weapons that you're going to have to use against the enemy is the word. Because the word, come on here, the Bible told me told me in Hebrews uh, that the word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Uh, and, sometime, and sometimes you got to be like Zorro. Uh, when the devil comes, you got to... <laughs> you got to cut that up with tries to come against you with the word. He says... Not only is he my light and my salvation, and I have no reason to fear because he is my light and salvation, or I don't have to dread no, no, no thing or nobody because he is my light and my salvation. And, 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 and he goes on to say, he said, though, he said, because I don't have to, because he is my light and my salvation and I don't have to fear, the Lord is a refuge and stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Listen, when the wicked... Even my enemies and foes. This COVID could be your foe. Fear can be your foe. So foe, we're, we're putting everything that comes against you as a foe today. He says, when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat of my flesh, what happened? They stumbled and fell. Why? Because he is my light and he's my salvation and he's my refuge and stronghold. Come on, you got four descriptive names of what Jesus is to us and can be if we remember to call on him in the time of trouble. The Bible also says he's a very present help in the time of trouble. So even when fear tries to come against you, you've got to remember he is a very what? A very present help in the time of trouble. You may be seated. The psalm that I just finished reading to you has been referred by some to be the period of David's waiting for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. 
by others to the time. Some say this, if he was waiting for the kingdom, and some say uh, the time of Absalom's rebellion. Uh, all the t- so uh, there, there's so many different occasions that we could allude to, but but the point I'm trying to make to you is that no matter what, Jesus is our light. He's our salvation. He's our refuge. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. And because he is my light and my salvation, I have no reason to fear or dread anything because he is always with me. He is a very present help in the time of trouble. Amen. Amen. Fearless. Everybody say fearless. Everybody say fearless. Come on, everybody say fearless. Fearless. Come on, say it. Fearless. I know I ended on Wednesday night about, and so apropos that we talked about it on Wednesday night, which could lead to today also. We talked about, we ended on fear of not protecting my kids. And I don't know if you remember that, but if you don't remember, go back and look at the, the replay from Wednesday night. But I will give you some highlights uh, of some of the fears that we have as parents of protecting our kids. I will just give you just a few and then I'll move on. We fear failing our child. We, for, we, fail, we fear uh, forgetting our child. We fear uh, we will not have enough money to provide the needs for our children. Uh, we fear that our children will get sickly and what will happen if they get sick, if they have cancer, or they, or if they're born with some type of disease, how are we going to, how, how is everything going to work out for us? We have all these fears and, 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 and what if something happens to my child beyond my control? You know, we just have all of these fears. But I, I, as I told you Sunday, you should be, you should remember that nothing catches God by surprise regarding anything, even our children. And that before they became our kids, they were his first. And we are just stewards over these children that the Lord has blessed us with. And I know sometimes they turn your hair white, gray, and all of that other kind of stuff. But they are still a blessing from the Lord. Sometimes you'd be like, Lord, they're just eating us up out of house and a home. In Jesus' name, praise the Lord. Amen. But they are a blessing. I'm still looking at my blessings from the Lord, even though they eat us out of our house and a home. But they are a blessing to the Lord. They are growing like weeds, but I got to remember they are a blessing to the Lord. And that one day... That if we steward our children right, when we get old, they will be a blessing to us and they will take care of us in our old age. I can't hear nobody say nothing right there. So Psalms 127 and 3 says, children are a gift from the Lord. Psalms 127 and 3, children are a gift from the Lord. From the Lord, They are a reward from him. So every time your, your child makes you mad, you need to look at him and say, you are my reward. Caleb and Kristen, you are my reward. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> All right. But what we must do is always cover our children. As I said, when we were growing up, some of the stuff that our children are facing now, we didn't have to deal with. 
it is far worse now for our children now than what we dealt with. We may have dealt with a few things, but I'm talking about they're seeing stuff just full-blown right out in the schools now. And so we have to make sure we cover our children. And I'm so glad, I'm, I'm so glad, you know, I, I feel like at the same time, uh, this intermission, well, this COVID, we'll use that COVID for this, for the sake of what I'm going to say. I do feel like the COVID has worked out some way and for good for, for my kids because they were inundated with stuff that we disagree with in their schools. And since they've been learning from home, since they've been online, I feel like it has been more beneficial to them because they're in their own space. Come on here. They're not inundated with all that trash that they have to see at school. Come on here. And so the grades have gone up. Come on here. Grades have gone up because they're in, a, come on, they're in their own environment and not around all that foolery. And don't have to deal with all those pressures, come on, those peer pressures while being at home. So for, I believe that it has worked out for my good, for the gardener house. That was the mama saying, amen, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I want you to write this down. We're going we're gonna to address some more fears, and then we're going to give you the remedies for fear. Uh, I talked about in 1 John 4 and 8, verses 8, 16 through 18, the Bible says, no fear in, no fear in love. There is no fear in love. Love is God, remember? There is no fear in what? Love. There is no fear in what? There is no fear in what? And God is who? So there is no fear in who? Oh, y'all smart. There is no fear in God, but perfect love, complete love. Come on here. But perfect love, God, cast out fear. So the more I spend time with God, the more I remind him that he's Jehovah Shalom, he's the God of peace. Come on here. The more he is perfected in me, the more he is complete in me. Come on here. He cast out fear because fear has torment. He that fear is not made perfect in love, and love is who? God. So let's say that again. Let's say it again. There is no fear in love but for the sake of love we're going to use God so there is no fear in but perfect God cast out fear because fear has torment he that fear is not made perfect in God so where there's an absence of God you want to write this down there is fear Where there is an absence of God, there is fear. And just look at America now. Where there is an absence of God, fear is running and ruling this country. Because we have basically kicked God out of America. And we're seeing so much unruliness in the world. We're seeing so much humanism in the world. We're seeing so much debauchery in the in the come on here in the in the world now because there's an absence of God. There is a there is no regard for God in America and even in some of our churches. You know it has to be when the preachers don't even live what they preach. They have no fear of God because perfect love has not 
been perfected in them. God has not been perfected. You mean to tell me that you can still sin and preach and sing and perform? I mean, they're doing it, but anyway, that's a whole different subject. Whomever does not love doesn't know God because God is love. Whomever does not love doesn't know God because God is love. If you were abused as a child, listen, it can open up the door for a spirit of rejection, fear, and hurt. If you were abandoned by one or more parents, it can open up the door for, uh, open up the door for spirits of abandonment and fear of abandonment. If your parents argued and fought at home, it opens up the door for spirits of confusion and fear. Look at all this stuff. If you are afraid of leaving the house, it is a manifestation of the spirit of fear. If you are controlled by parents, any persons or group of people, it opens up the door for spirits of mind control and fear. Lord have mercy. If you were tormented by nightmares and bad dreams, it is a manifestation of the spirit of fear. But guess what? There's a remedy for that. Did you hear that? There is a remedy for everything that you're dealing with. It's quiet in here. There is a remedy for everything you're dealing with. It's quiet in here. And that remedy is Jesus the Christ. Uh, Andre Crouch wrote a song, I believe. He said, Jesus is the answer. For the world today. Above him, there's no other. Who? Why? Jesus is the way. It's quiet in here. Will you look at your neighbor and say, Jesus is the way? Ooh, should I deal with this before I go to the remedy? I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't want to do that. Let's go ahead on and go to the remedy. Because I want to try to bring this to an end. Let's talk about the remedy to freedom of the, the remedy for fear. The remedy to curing fear. The remedy for curing fear. Say it with me. The remedy. Come on, say it with me. The remedy for curing now, let's look at Philippians 4.
Philippians 4, 6 through 7. You're going to have to take some good notes because we're going to um, really look at this, these two verses. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. And the Bible says, help me to preach in Jesus' name, amen. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. What did Paul say to the church of Philippi? Philippi? He says, do not fret or have any anxiety about some things. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but this is your remedy. You're going to have to write this down. But in every circumstance and in everything, here is your remedy. What? Prayer. Write that down. Prayer. Petition. Or your Bible may read supplication. Is that right? So supplication, a synonym for supplication is petition. So prayer, what? Petition or supplication. What's the last one? With thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And this is what's going to happen, verse 7. And God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall be a garrison and mount guard over your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Paul gives some remedies. Prayer. Everybody say prayer. You want to write that down. Prayer. Prayer equals dependence on the Lord Jesus Christ. What does prayer equal? It equals my dependence on what? The Lord Jesus Christ. When he says be anxious for nothing, it means to take care. And when I start caring and when I become anxious, I become caring. I begin to take the load. And basically what I'm saying is that I'm independent from God and I can handle it. So to care equals independence. Prayer equals what? Dependence. Care equals independence. Are you understanding that so far? So when I become anxious and fearful, I'm actually taking it upon myself to try to handle it without God. And when I try to handle circumstances and situations without God, I end up walking in fear. I open the door to fear because what you're handling, you can't handle on your own. It takes a higher power to help you deal with what you're dealing with. So prayer equals what? Dependence. To care equals what? All right. Supplication. 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 
supplication. Everybody say supplication. Supplication. Now, in the natural, uh, supplication, the synonym for supplication is petition. And in the natural realm, in the natural, when people want to get something changed that they don't like, may it be in your neighborhood or in your city, they draw up a petition. <laughs> and number one of when you are developing a petition is it, is that you have to research your topic. You got to what? Number one, you got to research your topic. Number two, to write a natural petition, you got to determine how many signatures you need. But in the spirit realm, only need, well, One, but I got to throw this in there because the Bible said if, if you touch and agree on earth, if I come into agreement with you, if any two of you touch and agree on earth concerning anything, so all I need, and even if I can't find nobody to touch and agree with me, I got the Holy Ghost and I agree with him. But if I can find somebody in the natural to touch and agree with me concerning it, then I've got two signatures. That's all I need. It's quiet in here. It's quiet in here. And so I developed, number three, a part of, part of developing a petition is I've got to develop a statement of purpose. What is the purpose for developing this petition? Why do I need God to come and intervene in, on my behalf? you got to develop a purpose. What? A statement of purpose with this petition. It's quiet in here. And then number four of creating a petition is I've got to add supporting detail. Uh, supporting detail. Oh, okay. Well, God, in the spirit realm, I begin to quote scriptures back to God. I begin to remind God of his word concerning what he said concerning me. Come on here. I got supporting scriptures, supporting detail to support my petition. Number five, in order to create a petition, you've got to cite your references. Well, my reference is the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E, that is the book for me. Come on here, it's quiet in here. And then number six, of, of, to create a petition, you've got to create a form for signatures. So I'm teaching you today that if you have something that you won't change, I'm telling you, I'm teaching you how to create a petition. And guess what? You got to do like Hezekiah did. He got a letter from a threatening enemy, and he spread it, that thing before the Lord, and the Lord answered him. So when you write this petition, some of you may need to try and write a petition tonight. What do you want the Lord? And I'm giving you the steps, and you got to solicit some, temp you, got, you have to solicit, number seven, solicit some signature. So all I need, remember, if I can't find nobody else, I got the Holy Spirit, I write my own name. Or I write, in Jesus, oh my God, in Jesus' name. 
it's quiet in here. And number eight, after, after I, I solicit the signatures, number eight, how to create a petition, it says be patient. So even though nothing hasn't changed yet, but in the spirit I've already created my petition, and even though sometimes while I'm being patient and waiting on God to answer, come on here, the remedy for uh, anxiety after I've already prayed about something and I've petitioned God, the Bible says, and with thanksgiving. So when that thing's tried to pop up on your mind, you got to say, oh God, I thank you for already answering. I thank you that you've already, that you've, uh, I got a history with you because that you've already done some things before me. And so God, I just know that I know that your, your word says that, that you watch over your word to perform it and that any day now, uh, what I'm expecting is going to happen. Come on here. Come on. Whatever I expect it's going to happen. I expect you to answer. I expect you to come because your word says you watch over your word to perform it. So while I'm waiting, while I'm being patient, I got to thank him. You got eight points how to make a petition. Let's go over them again. Number one, research your topic. What do you want the Lord to do? What's the request? Number two, you got to figure out how many signatures you need. But in this case, if you can't find nobody to touch and agree with, you write, in Jesus' name. <laughs> you only need one name. <laughs> and you got to develop a statement of purpose. Come on here. What is the purpose for petitioning God? And number four, you got to have support and detail. Get you some scriptures that support what you're wanting God to do. My God, today, I, I'm, I preach my own self happy. Uh, uh, number five, you got to cite your reference. Cite those scriptures. Write those supporting scriptures down that support what you're wanting God to do. Come on here. And then you got to create a form for some signature, but I already told you, you, you don't have to create, you can scratch that out and just write in Jesus' name. It says solicit, solicit signatures, but I told you, you can, you can bump that out too. You can write in Jesus' name. Or if you do find somebody that will touch and agree with you, write their name down. And then your third name can be in Jesus' name. And then be patient that he's going to answer. It's quiet in this room. So we got prayer, supplication, which is petition. Supplication is a petition, a request, a means uh, uh, to appeal to authority with respect to a particular case, a written request. Come on here. Make your request known. Am I helping somebody today? So if you just do the work, you have no reason to fear. Because when you write down what you want God to do and you spread it before the Lord, just wait on him. But while you're waiting, thank him. Thank, I want you to write this down. Thanksgiving. Not the, not the dinner, not the meal. Not that. Thanksgiving is a defensive tool against the enemy. What did I say? Thanksgiving is a defensive tool against the enemy. Sometimes when the enemy starts bringing stuff up, you know, God hasn't answered a prayer yet. I'm training myself. Prophet Mignonette, I'm training myself to start thanking him for what he's going to do and what he has already done. 
That is the remedy to anxiety and fear, thanksgiving. Because you begin to remember what God has done. Come on here. Here are some correlating scriptures that support Philippians 4, 5, and 7. Remember, I told you in your petition, you got to find you some supporting. Let's look at Psalms 55. A horrible situation when you do the background of what Psalms 55 was about. Am I helping anybody today? I bet you some people are going to be writing some petitions today before the Lord. This is a sad background story. This story is about David on the run from his son Absalom and his friend, David's friend, Ahithophel, who ended up siding with Absalom and both of them were trying to overthrow David's kingdom and take it from him. So that is the backdrop of this story. Let's read. David says, listen to my prayer, O God. Hide not yourself from my supplication. What's the supplication again? Petition. What is David doing? He's petitioning God. He said, attend to me and answer me. I am restless and distraught in my complaint and must moan. David is being honest. Let me tell you something. You don't have to hide your emotions from God. When you are feeling some type of way, it is okay to be honest with how you feel in prayer to God. Come on here, y'all. I don't have to fake with God about how I'm feeling. Come on here. I, he... I think church folks, church has taught you that you got to hide how you feel. No, 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 no. David is giving you descriptions of how he felt. His own son and his friend is coming against him. And he said, I'm distraught, God. Let me just tell you, just straight up, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling some kind of way. Did you hear what I, I just told you? It is okay to express your emotions to God in prayer. Just be real with God. Just be real. He says, attend to me and answer me. I am restless. And I am distraught in my complaint and must moan. He said, I am, and I am distracted. We're talking about the king, David. The king, the king, who's in high position. So if he was in a high position and expressed his emotions and feelings to God, what about you? That's not, you He said, I am distracted at the noise of the enemy because of the oppression and threats of the wicked. For they would cast trouble upon me, and in wrath they persecute me. I didn't hear or read in this that David went around talking to others 
about his enemies. Now, there may be some times where we need to vent. But the, full, the fullness of what I'm dealing with, y'all can't really do nothing to, for. Y'all can't do nothing for me. You can maybe add a little prayer. But this is between. I need God to answer. Because if I tell you, you might go and fight for me. And because they know we associate it, they're going to say, well, God has sent Jacob to, to slap somebody. And we don't want, uh, all right, anyway, praise the Lord. And so, and so, uh, so David said, mm -mm. God, this is too big for friends. This is a job for you. Okay, let's keep on reading. He said, I'm distracted at the noise of the enemy because of the oppressions. Listen, the oppression and the threats. And many of us, you're in a situation right now, this fear is oppressing you and is threatening you. And this Goliath is talking to you and, and, and you're feeling some kind of way. Express it to God. He's the answer. Come on, let's keep on reading. And David says, for they would cast trouble upon me and in wrath they persecute. My, he said, my heart is grievously pained within me. And the terrors of death have fallen upon me. He's scared, y'all. David is scared. He said, the terrors of death. He don't know if, if I walk out the house because he was on the run now. He doesn't, I, I don't know if, 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 if I turn around, my son and his regime could be anywhere around me. And I'm just, God, I'm just expressing to you how I'm feeling. I'm scared. Death is around me. I don't know. I don't know what's going, what can be. But I know you, my light, and my salvation. I also know you're very present help in the time. Come on, let's keep reading. He said, fear, listen. He's been honest with God. David said, fear and trembling have come upon me. Horror and fright have overwhelmed me. He said, I'm overwhelmed, y'all. David said, I'm overwhelmed. This stuff that I'm dealing with, I, 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 this, this uncertainty, you know, I'm on the run. My own son coming against me and my friend, my friend. Let's keep reading. And I say, oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be He said, if I could just escape, if I could just, and many of us, we want the stuff that we may be dealing with now. There may be times you're like, God, if I could just fly away. If I, could, if I had wings, I'd be like a bird. I'd be like the dove. You know, a dove, if any, little, any little move, a dove, they're gone. He said, fear and trembling have come upon me. Horror and fright have overwhelmed me. And I say, oh, that I had the wings of a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. Yes, I would wander far away. Let me tell you, stuff that we go through makes us want to just go away somewhere and not deal with anything. Can I be honest with you? Can I, will anybody be honest with me? That sometimes the stuff that I'm dealing with, I wish I could just go away and be alone somewhere where can't nobody find me. It's called escapism. He said, I would hasten to escape and find shelter from the stormy wind and the tempest. Now, he's in the middle of a storm. He's in the, David is in the middle of a storm. And the storm is his own son and his friend. 
trying to take his kingdom. So you think you got problems? You ain't had problems like David. You think you got problems? You ain't had problems like Jesus Christ. Let's keep reading. Now, he says, God, destroy their schemes. Confuse their tongues. For I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about on its walls. Iniquity and mischiefs are in its midst. He's talking about the city. Violence and ruin are within it. Fraud and guile do not depart from its, from its streets and its marketplaces. Why? Because now David is not there. It is being really ran by Absalom now. And Absalom, he's already full of violence. So guess what? When the leader is full of violence... Okay, let's keep reading. Here he comes to verse 12. David says, it's not an enemy who reproaches me and taunts me. Then I might bear it. Nor is it one who has hated me, who insolently vaunts himself against me. Then I might hide from him. But it was you, a man my equal, my companion. My familiar friend. So let me tell y'all something. You ain't got to worry about an, an enemy, somebody that don't like you betraying you. It's them folks that's, that you, your ride or die, that know all your business. Those are the ones you got to be watchful of, that when they know all your business and they use your business against you and betray you and talk about you to other people. And so in this case, in David's case, it was Ahithophel, his trusted, one of his trusted men, who went and sided with Absalom. Let's read what David says. He said, you were my companion, my familiar friend. David said, we had sweet fellowship together. And we used to walk to the house of God in a company, Ahithophel. We walked together to church. We went and worshiped the Lord together. The worst type of enemy is the one that go to church with you. I don't know if you've ever been portrayed by people in the church. I ain't talking about the folks at work. I don't care nothing about them. I mean, I, I know that's bad, but I'm talking about I'm talking about the ones that say, I'm praying for you, Pasa. I'm praying for you, Elisha. I'm praying for you, Sydney. I'm praying for your success, Sydney. But all the time they praying for your success, they praying that you fall and fail and won't make it. Uh, come on here. I'm praying for you, Mama Edwards. Uh, and they praying that you die. Come on here. I'm praying for you, smiling in your face. Uh, but they ain't really smiling. Uh, it's a grimace. Because behind every smile is not a real smile. Uh, some of them smile is a smile I can't stand you. You got some Ahithophels in your, in your circle. Everybody has experienced an Ahithophel. Everybody has, an ex has experienced a Judas kissing you on the cheek. Hey, friend, and stabbing you and got a plot against you. 
So David is expressing how he feels to God in the midst of a fearful situation. Let's keep on reading. Verse 15, he said, let desolation and death come suddenly upon them. Let them go down alive to Sheol, which means the place of the dead. For evils are in their habitations and in their hearts, in their innermost, innermost part, inmost parts. As for me, he said, I'm going to call upon God. And the Lord will save me. Evening and morning and evening and morning and at noon, I will utter complain and moan and sigh. And he will hear my voice. He said, I'm going to pray morning, noon, and night. And I'm expecting you to answer my petition. Verse 19 said, God will hear and humble them. Let me tell you something. When you live righteous, What y'all don't know is I've prayed these types of prayers for those that. And let me tell you, when you take stuff to God in prayer and you wait patiently for him to act, some way, somehow, he'll handle your enemies for you. It is a dangerous thing to come against a child of God. Because when you come against the child of God, it's almost like, let, let's look at it in the natural. If anybody, anybody, any adult tries to come and harm my child because they carry my name, I'm obligated as father to step in. Y'all ain't, ain't saying nothing. And what I'm trying to tell you, saints of the Most High God, because God is our Father and we bear his name. Y'all ain't saying nothing. That anything that tries to come against me, when it comes against me, it is as if it is coming against God himself. And God is going to answer me because he is my refuge. He hides me in the pavilion, in the secret place of the Most High. He hides me under his shadow. And when he begins to hide me, he begins to say now who are you coming against who are you talking about you coming against the wrong person that's my child he bears my name and how dare you come against my child so that's why David said the Lord is my light and he is my salvation he is a very present help in the time of trouble so why should I fear when God is with me when I have the Holy Ghost on the inside of me and he is the peace of God he's Jehovah Shalom come on in holler Shalom got 12 seconds So let's finish this. I'm going to have to come back to this. Huh. Listen, he said, verse 16, he said, as for me, I'll call upon the Lord, and he's going to save me. Evening, morning, and noon, three times a day, I'm going to commune with God, and I'm going to carry him my complaint. I'm going to wear God out with this complaint. 
Some, come on here. I'm going to keep reminding God. You said one of your names is Jehovah Maganuno. God, I need you to defend my cause. God, because if I do it, I'm going to get in trouble. So God, I don't want to get in trouble. I need you to handle my enemies. Then he gets, begins to say, verse 18, he has redeemed my life in peace from the battle that was against me so that none came near me. For there were many who strove or fought with me. God will hear and humble them. Even he who abides of old, uh, because in them there has been no change of heart, and they do not fear, revere, or worship God. David's saying, these jokers don't even fear you. They don't even worship you. They have no regard for you. So if they don't have no regard for you, then you are obligated to pounce them. He said, my companion, Ahithophel, has put forth his hand against those who, who were at peace with him. He has broken and profaned his agreement of friendship and loyalty. The words of his mouth were smoother than cream or butter, but war was in his heart the whole time. His words are softer than oil, yet they are drawn swords. Cast your burden. This is what David is telling us to do. Cast your burden upon the Lord. Releasing the weight of it. And he will sustain you. What did, what did David say? He will sustain you. He will never. Oh, Lord have mercy. This is my favorite verse of this whole chapter. You need to write this down. He, my God, will never allow the righteous to be moved which means to, to, to slip to fall or fail Did you, but, but, but my Bible says the consistently righteous that's the key right there the consistently righteous won't fall won't be moved so I don't care what's coming against you. This is one of the scriptures that you need to rehearse when fear seems like it's trying to overtake you. You need to say, God, I am righteous. And you said the righteous will never be allowed to be moved. You need to quote the, the beginning scripture. Psalms 47, I believe that's what I said. The Lord... You are my light. So even though it's dark around me, you are my light and you are my salvation. Come on here. Those are two scriptures. If you don't remember nothing else, you need to write those down. You are my light and the situation around me is dark and you are my salvation. You are my deliverer. Now remember, when you go into prayer, I've taught you how to make a petition. Take that petition before the Lord. Prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known. And after that, the Bible says you're going to experience the peace of God, which will guard your hearts and mind. I'm out of time. I'm not out of message. 
but you got to join me Wednesday night. God bless you. Now, perhaps you're not saved today. You don't have a refuge, and you don't have a fortress, and you don't have a very present help in the time of trouble. None of this stuff that I'm talking about today, that I've talked about today, that I've talked about today, applies to you. It's only a benefit of those that are righteous. So if you want to be saved today, I'm advising you now to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Y'all not hearing me today. Are you understanding what I'm telling you? These benefits are for the righteous, but if you are not righteous, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you don't have peace with God and peace of God. That's why it's chaotic in your life. And then some of you, you may have peace with God. The saved people have peace with God, but some of you may be experienced, you don't have the peace in God. You have peace with God, but you don't have the peace of God. And you need the peace of God. You need to experience his peace. And I want you to repeat after me, those of you that are not saved. This is for the unsaved. I'm talking to you. And you want to experience peace with God and the peace of God. It's two different things. When you are a sinner, you don't have peace with God. And you sure cannot experience the peace of God. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. Blot out my transgressions. Blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart. Forgive me for all of my sins. I'm sorry, Lord. Say it again. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. I believe you died on the cross for my sins, I believe you rose from the dead, and I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus. I am saved. Now, what you need to do is find you a good Bible church that teaches the whole Bible, and you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Thank you for joining our podcast today. If you would like more information about our ministry, or if you would like to sow a seed, visit us at www.twfcdallas.org.